Hallelujah. Praise God. The great I am. The great I am never will. Never will. There are some things in his word that he said, never. He said, I will never, what? Leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Never. Never. Glory to God. Thank you, Master. Oh, Father, we're so thankful indeed for the privilege of gathering together on this glorious resurrection morning. And Lord, as we open the word of the Lord today, we're trusting in you. Our confidence is in the unction, which is on the inside of every one of us. For we know that it is the anointing that teaches us and that ministers to us. And that as revelation knowledge flows today through the word and by the spirit of God, that which is on the inside will rise up and show up on the outside. Yea, the very life of Jesus shall be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The very eyes of our heart shall be flooded with light. Enabling us to see things the way he sees them. He's going to bring us up. He's going to take us up from glory to glory to glory. And with that comes the enablement to see as he sees. As we see as you see, Lord, we shall be able to walk in the things that you have planned for us from before the foundation of the earth. Yea, even before we were in our mother's womb, you called us, you anointed us, and you appointed us for such a time as this. For we are truly living in the very last of the last days. So how shall we live? We shall live anointed with fresh oil. We shall mount up with wings as eagles. Oh, we shall not be beat down and burnt out, but we shall be lifted. And we shall be anointed. And the times of refreshing shall surely flow in this place. There shall come a greater deposit of glory and grace. And so shall it not be only here, but it shall be everywhere that people open their hearts to a fresh move, a mighty move. Of the Spirit of the Living God. And Sebre Kishtama Toredishtamania. And so we consecrate ourselves. And we say, Oh God, not our will any longer. For our will only has brought us thus far. But we say, with consecrated hearts, Thy will, Thy will, Thy plan, Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Put your cola brastekene. Put your hand over your heart. And say this with me. I consecrate. 
and I commit this morning, not my will, but thy will be done. Open, Lord, the eyes of my heart. I pray that you will let us see what you have known and seen all along. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. I think we should praise him some more. I think we should lift our hands and worship him. Oh, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. There's a fresh breeze. There's a bocoramata celebrondo. Lingidi son dalamara bocon de debeche. A new day. A fresh move of the Spirit of the living God. Woo! Glory to God. Come on, saints, if you believe it, lift your voice and worship Him. Lift your voice. The devil thought he won. The the devil thought he had us. But you know, the same one that thought they had Jesus down, when Jesus got up, he was puzzled and confused. And had he known it, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Because out of that grave came the champion. Out of that grave came the master. Master of sin. Master of disease. Master of oppression. But not only did he come out, when you called upon his name, you came out. And not only did you come out, but you came up. Came up. Had the enemy known what was going to happen as a result of this pandemic, he would have never started it. Because right now, all over this world, all over this nation, people are praying, people are praising, people are shouting, people are dancing. Glory to God. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon the church. The glory of the Lord is risen upon the body of the anointed one. And not only it is risen upon us, but the glory of God is coming upon this earth. It's coming upon this earth. For I would remind you that I said that the whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea.
And the devil is as afraid, if not more afraid, than he was on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost came as a rushing mighty wind, filling the whole house, filling their spirits. And they went out and they changed the world. Ha ha. Second wind. Rushing wind. Mighty wind. Coming upon the church now. Think about it. Think about it. Millions, if not billions of people today are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're hearing the good news. Some are in person, some are online, but God is moving. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God. God is on the move. He's on the move. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's hear the sound of resurrection in here today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo. Oh, yeah, he came out of the tomb, all right. He came out of the tomb. But not only he came out of the tomb, we came out of the tomb. Now, he left that linen all wrapped up and neatly placed. But that's not all that was left in that tomb. My sin was left in that tomb. My shame was left in that tomb. My fear was left in that tomb. Every accusation of the enemy was left in that tomb. And now you and I stand in resurrection power. Woo, glory to God. Amen. We're singing today because we're happy. We're shouting today because he is alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! I think we ought to praise him some more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 He is risen. He is risen indeed is your part. He is risen. He's risen. He's risen. Come on all together now. He is risen. Ha ha ha. Amen. 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 Praise God. You may be seated just for a little while this morning. Hallelujah. The three P's of resurrection. Glory to God. The proof, the promise, and the power of the resurrection. We could call it Easter in 3D. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verses 3 through 8. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Very important. That Christ died for your sins, according to the scripture. That he was buried, that he was raised on that third day according to the word of God. We know this, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the very foundation of our faith. It is absolutely the most significant day in the history of mankind. The day that Jesus conquered death, hell, 
and the grave. And then Paul lists a few witnesses in verse 5. And there he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. We know that in Acts, the first chapter and the third verse, it says that he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. The word infallible there means many convincing proofs. Being seen of them 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. We know for a fact that Jesus met at the tomb with Mary Magdalene. He met with a group of women later that morning. He met with Peter that afternoon. And the same day, he met with two guys on the road to Emmaus. And if you track it out very carefully, you will see that in Luke chapter 24, he had multiple meetings with his 12 disciples over 40 days. This, my friends, is what I call absolute, conclusive, definitive evidence. There is proof that Jesus rose from the dead. I'm looking at a couple hundred of them right now. The fact that you're still breathing through this pandemic tells me he's alive. Come on, somebody. No, having that many eyewitnesses of his resurrection would stand up in any court of law. Well, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about today? What I'm talking about this morning is proof of his resurrection. I'm talking about the historical reality that when Jesus Christ went to the cross, on that third day, angels swooped down from the balconies of heaven and rolled the stone away. On that third day, there was a blinding flash of light. There was an earthquake. Roman guards could not stand because the presence of God was so strong. They fell over and the Bible said they became like dead men. Folks, on that third day, out of that dark tomb, walked the Master, Jesus, the light of the world. On that third day, the Lamb of God, the Lord of glory, the Lion of Judah, came up out of that tomb. On that third day, the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Praise God, heaven's hope and hell's dread walked out of that tomb. What happened that day? I'll tell you what happened. Death was defeated. Hell was incarcerated. And the grave was made empty. The best news that this world has ever heard came out of that cemetery with two words. He lives, he lives, he lives. And today what we're doing is we're releasing the sound of resurrection. We're doing it through our praise. We're doing it through our worship today. Thank God Jesus 
is alive. There's the proof of the resurrection. But secondly, there's also the promise of the resurrection. The promise of the resurrection literally means that one day Jesus will raise us up to be with him. Now, many of you have loved ones that are already there. But there's coming a time where the family in heaven and earth going to be joined together. Oh, what a day it will be when our Jesus we shall see. When our kinfolk we shall see. He's about to raise his church up and take us out of here. But before he raises us up and takes us out of here, there's some unfinished business that needs to take place. And you know what that business is? That business is kingdom business. You and I, as part of the kingdom of God, have been given assignments by our king. Every one of us have been assigned a portion of the call of God that is on the body of Christ today. Jesus, when he was on earth, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. This was the most important thing Jesus came for, to do the will of the Father. And as we imitate the master, and as we walk with the master, our attitude should be, before I'm out of here, I'm going to finish the work that God has started in me. Is there anybody here today that can testify God's begun a good work in you? God's begun a good work in you. And he's going to complete it. He's going to perform it. But he's also begun a good work through you. And that good work through you is about to increase dramatically. If we'll not just sit by and twiddle our thumbs and wonder, oh, why, oh, why isn't anything happening? There are things happening. We just need to get into the flow of what is happening. So Jesus has promised to raise you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What Jesus did in his past speaks volumes about what will occur in our future. For example, in 1 Corinthians 6, 14, it says, And God has both raised up the Lord, and what will he do? He will also raise up us by his own power. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 23, It says, but now is Christ risen from the dead and he has become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ, what will happen? Shall all be made alive. Now read verse 23 with me. Ready, read. But every man in his own order... Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. You see, our 
future resurrection is based on his past resurrection. He is the first fruits, or what some preachers call, he is the prototype for your future. Now, I love how Paul says this to the church at Philippi. In Philippians chapter 3, and notice with me in verse 20, it says here, For we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return. How many of you are eagerly waiting? As our Savior. Now, notice verse 21. He will take our weak mortal bodies... And he's going to change them into glorious bodies like his own. Using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Thank God our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he will take care of our bodies in the here and in the now. But how many of you know this body ain't nothing like the glorious body that you're going to receive when you're raised up. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One translation says, He will transfigure us into the identical likeness of His glorified body. Hallelujah. Selah. Think about that. And so death is not the end for the believer. Death is simply a transition. Amen. In John 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And those who believe in me, even though they die, what will they do? They will live again. You know, I'm looking at a group of people today, really, that will never die. Oh, yeah, your body may die, but you know what? Your spirit goes on to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And then you get your glorified body. Amen. Glory to God. And so the proof of his resurrection was a, it was a real event. The second dimension that we looked at, the promise is eternal. And it's something that you and I can look forward to with great anticipation. He is our blessed hope. But the third dimension that we want to look at today will change your life in the here and now. The third dimension is the power of the resurrection. And the power of the resurrection is something that Jesus offers to us every day of our lives. Now what we need to do is not ignore that. We need to cultivate that. And, and acknowledge that. That resurrection power is just not in the past. The resurrection power is not just in the future. But resurrection power is for us today. Right now. I mean in the nasty now and now. You can have days of heaven upon the earth. In a society that is filled with drugs, to get up and to go to bed at night. In a society that is so ravaged by the spirit of this age and the God of this world, you 
are in a different family. We, because of resurrection power, we are not held down by this world's system. We're living in this world, but how many of you are thankful you're not of this world? And we are not defined by the culture of this age. We are defined by this right here. This is what defines you. The Bible tells you who you are. The Bible tells you where you are. The Bible tells you what you can do. Glory to God. When I look into this word, I'm looking into the perfect law of liberty. I'm looking into a book that sets me free and liberates me from the confines of this age. This power, this resurrection power will enable you to have peace in turbulent times. This resurrection power will exceed just paying your bills. This resurrection power can cause you to prosper in every area of your life. Resurrection power can take arthritis out of your body. Resurrection power can do what we could never do for ourselves. This power is for you. This power is for me. We're not talking about Budweiser. We're not saying this Bud is for you. No, the power of God is for you. Today. Right now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, it says this. Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life. Read the rest with me. A resurrection life. A far better life. Life was not meant for us to do on our own. But there is a day by day. There is a moment by moment. Resurrection power that we can experience. Paul tapped into it. Paul said that I may know him. And what? The power of of his resurrection what does it mean to know what does it mean to experience the power of his resurrection well one thing for sure we know there's a raising and we know there is a lifting available to all blood bought children of God his resurrection power can lift us up out of our current situation But many say, but Pastor Mark, there are so many things that have held me back and have held me down. Well, you know what that is? It's the world's pull. It is the law of sin and death. Not designed to bring you up, but to bring you down. There is the law of gravity, but then there is a law that supersedes the law of gravity, and it is called the law of lift. That's how jets take you from SFO to Rome. I just got your attention right there. 
That's how jets take you from Oakland to Maui. The law of lift. And love lifted us. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes the law of sin and death. So this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus lifts us up. Glory to God. Lord, lift us up where we belong. Glory to God. And so Paul prays a powerful prayer for the church of Ephesus. And this is a prayer for us today here in the Bay Area. And I want you to notice from the Passion Translation. In Ephesians, the first chapter, in verse 19, he says, I pray that you will continually, everyone say continually, day by day, experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through what? Made available to you through faith. Now notice the rest of this. Then your lives, glory to God, will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. How many of you want to advertise the immense greatness of his power? It's not difficult. It's easy. All you got to do is have faith in God. Let's read the rest of this verse in verse 20. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead. And what did he do? He exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. What a powerful thing. So here's the the deal. (laughs) We access and activate this resurrection power with what God has put on the inside of us and that is the substance of faith. He's placed in every one of us the measure of mountain moving faith. Say it with me, I have faith. I'm not praying for faith. I've been given the measure of faith. Hallelujah. Now this by no stretch of the imagination means that we're not going to face some things. That we're not going to face some troubles. Paul faced a lot of trouble. You know, Paul and his team, they were in Turkey. And uh, Turkey back in those days was not a good place to be. The Bible talks about it being in the province of Asia. I mean, they faced so much trouble when his team were on a trip over there that they even thought they were about to die. Has anybody ever felt that way? I feel like I'm about to die. I don't know whether I can make it or whether I can't. I'm just not sure. I think if we're honest about it, all of us have been in that situation maybe a time or two in our lives. Because we know that in the world there's going to be trouble. Amen. But I want you to notice these verses over in the Passion Translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Praise God. You still here today? 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9 and 10, this is so powerful. It says, in fact, we expected to die. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, now notice this, we stopped doing something. What, what did we stop? What do we need to stop? <laughs> we stopped relying on ourselves and we learned only to rely, come on somebody, on God who does what? Now notice with me in verse 10. This is shouting ground right here. And he did. And he will. Because he never fails. Because he never loses a battle. Glory to God. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue you and me again and again and again. Why? Because we have placed our confidence or our faith in Him and He will continue to rescue us. Oh, somebody shout Amen. So what do you say? We determine in our hearts that we're going to have faith and we're going to rely on the God who raises the dead. If God can raise the dead... He can raise what may need to be raised in our lives. He can raise a dead dream, a dead relationship, a dead career, a dead kidney, a dead marriage. Do you need a lift today? The word lift means to be raised and elevated and brought to a higher place. Here's the good news. We don't have to wait until we're raised into glory in the future glory to God we can go now and be raised now and go from glory to glory by the spirit of the living God here's where our immediate immediate future is our immediate immediate future is above where we're at right now how many of you are going to come up how many of you are ready to go up And so what we're saying is this. We've got the proof. We've got the promise. But we need to activate the power. You know, David spoke of the power of God that lifted him. We see over in Psalm 27. And we notice something very important. In verse 5, he said, For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Now notice the result of him lifting him. Verse 6 says, And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Glory to God. Round about me. And as a result, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I'm going to sing. Yes, I'm going to sing praises unto the Lord. Can we just praise the Lord for about five seconds right now? Come on, saints. Glory to God. Magnify the Lord. 
Give him praise because he's lifted you. Give him praise because he's lifted you. (laughs) Notice this. He lifted his head up above his enemies. To where David could start seeing things from a different point of view. Notice in Psalm 3 now. Again, David. In verse 1, he said, Lord, how are they increased to trouble me? Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him of God. But thou, in verse 3, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. And what else is he? I like the way you said it, Raul. He's my glory. And he is the lifter up of my head. When he lifts your head, Head, discouragement will be a thing of the past. No more shall you look around you that have come against you, but because he's the lifter up of your head, you shall look unto him, for he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Say this with me. Discouragement? Get out of here. In the name of Jesus. And so one way that we can encourage ourselves in the Lord is by doing what David did. Lift up praise and honor the Lord. So here's what David said. David is saying, He will restore me to the state from which my enemies have cast me down. You see, restoration is available this morning. And I've got three minutes left in this message. Actually, I have a little bit more time. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, you've got ten hours. Oh, no. That's that's a false prophecy. I own it. I admit it. But just because it was a false prophecy doesn't mean I'm a false prophet, all right? How many of you know? Well, never mind. Um, But you see, he can restore the joy of our salvation. What does that mean? That means we're not not just going through the motions. We're not just, okay, I checked that box. I came to church. Okay, where's the ham? I checked the box. Where's the scalloped potato? Sounds pretty good, actually. God's not looking for a, a group of box checkers. Amen? He's looking for people like you. That'll sell out and that are sold out and that'll go all the way with God. Hallelujah! So, he will restore to us the joy of our salvation. That's powerful. Not only that, he will restore, the Bible says, he will restore um, health unto us. He will restore health unto us. Health and healing, vibrancy. Isn't that powerful? I mean, where you actually get up in the morning and you feel like doing something. 
God's given you a purpose in life. You can hardly wait to get at it. Now, surely your flesh is going to cry out, go back to bed, go back to bed. Your spirit man needs to rise up and say, shut up. We're getting up. Because he got up. I'm getting up. Amen. He's waiting on us. Did you know that? He's expecting awesome things of his bride. Romans 8.11, say it with me, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. He quickens my mortal body. He restores life to me by the Holy Ghost. We were made for a whole lot more than what we're experiencing. Now, we don't want to be unthankful for how far we've come. Because as someone said in years past, Thanksgiving is the door for more. So you want to have that principle and that foundation of being thankful every day of your life. Regardless of what's happening. In everything, give thanks. Amen? But in reality, I believe this. His resurrection power wants to increase us on the inside. He wants there to be an enlargement down here in our spirit where there's room for Him to move. And there's room for Him to do great things. Say it with me. My God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Here's the bottom line. Death could not hold him. No force could keep him down. He disarmed the principalities and the powers. And he made a show of them openly. And he triumphed over them in it. And when you and I have faith in the power of the resurrection... No forces of hell can keep us down or hold us back either. Amen? Amen. Say with me, the same power power that blasted him out of Hades Hades. raises me up up. from any invasion of hell hell. against my life. So here's what we've seen today in closing. The resurrection is is a historical fact to be celebrated. That's what we're doing today. A future event to be anticipated and a current reality to be experienced. Included in this resurrection power today is the power to start over if you've failed. It's the power to keep going when you feel like giving up. And it is the power to change your life when it seems like nothing is working. And so the question in closing is how then can I get the full benefit of what Jesus did for me? Number one, accept his promise. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Number two, believe his promise that God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son. If I could have something on the piano. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Say with me, I accept his proof. I believe his promise. And I'm counting on the power of God. Put your hand over your heart and pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for what you've done for me. I accept the proof that you're the Son of God. And I believe your promise that you are the only one who can give me eternal life because you paid for my sins. I want to know you, Lord, and the power of your resurrection. I want to learn more about you. And I ask you, sir, to come into my life and change me in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.